From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest Daniel Van Kirk. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. Hello, ho, ho. Ooh, I changed my inflection. Hello, ho, ho. And welcome to Felice Navi Pod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Rigby. Merry Christmas, everybody. Is it, you know, it's Christmas every day here, but I uh, just had a discussion with uh, Dave Ross, our old pal Dave Ross, who's been on the show in the past. I was on his show today. I don't know when that's coming out, so his podcast terrified. Anyways, coming out soon on the Nerdist Network. He he said my uh, podcast is it's Christmas Day every day on there, and I never really thought about it before. It's Christmas time all year long here on Felice Navi Pod. Does that mean it's Christmas Day? You tell me. Let's go to the phones. Your thoughts. Anyways, I'm just killing time. Uh, I hope you guys can forgive me that uh, we missed a couple of weeks. Things have been a little crazy. Been having a lot of music I've had to write lately, and it made me fall behind on this. Uh, but I'm not complaining. I'm just being honest with you guys. So there's a shot. Let me get the door and Rigby, please stop. Well, hello there, Daniel Van Kirk. Hey, buddy. How are you? All right. Please come on in. Thanks. Sit right here. So sit on down. Make yourself cozy. <laughs> Warm up next to the fire. Mm. Yeah. So, how you doing? You're. This is uh, one of those times someone has stopped by that we we we've met, but we don't. Yeah. We don't know each other well. Well, I think it's the part of the beauty of social networking mm-hmm. is if you meet someone at a show and then kind of you know have a shorthand with that person, whether it's a love of like sports teams or stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then. Follow them on Twitter and they follow you back. You kind of end up sort of feeling as though you're getting to know the person. Exactly. Exactly. As though you were like in a room where they're talking and sometimes you're talking and Uh you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, I got this guy. Mm -hmm. And And then then interact as well. Yeah, exactly. I feel like podcasts do the same thing. Oh, for sure. Especially like around here living in L.A. Mm -hmm. Just constantly, you know, like I, you know, you feel like you know those people. And then that actually is how I... Ended up meeting Doug Benson, which is how I met you eventually with Douglas Movies. Uh, I had just started going to a lot of his shows around town. This was like five, six years ago at this point. And uh, I then was flying to Vegas one time, and I got so used to just seeing him Mm -hmm. all the time that when I saw him at the airport... I like started to wave hello and then realizing like a oh, friend. Yeah, I was like, oh, he does not know who I am at all. Although that he is one of the best. If you're going to do that to anybody, Doug's yeah. one of the best people to have done that to because <laughs> he'll be like, "Hey man." Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so it was I felt like a jackass and I cuz I normally I'll leave people alone generally if I don't <laughs> know you. Uh but uh 
I felt like a jackass. I, I don't even know if he really noticed me do it, but then I was like, all right, I got to go say something now. And then, uh, yeah, I was playing a show with my old band in, in Vegas, and I was like, where? <laughs> this, this gets weird. Uh, we were playing at CES, the big uh, electronics yes. show. Uh, we. What is an audience like for CES? Oh, it was real weird. Uh, a lot of guys in suits, you know, just nerds everywhere, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. old, old nerds. Right. <laughs> like, like the true definition How of do you, nerd. How can you tell really. if they're into it? Uh, they, I just assume they're not. Oh, they were, okay. you know, most of them were sitting down, just staring at it. And it was like an acoustic set we played, thankfully. Yeah, of but, course uh, you did. You want to keep it real. <laughs> yeah. But the best was, so we were, we ju- were just about to have a record come out on Columbia, which was owned owned by Sony now. So we were played at this like Sony booth and for a, the last like two songs of our performance, mm-hmm. we played in front of this giant screen and they were filming us playing and then showed it and gave 3d <laughs> glasses out to everyone. <laughs> so we played Why? in front of a 3d screen but showing us. You could have all the D's exactly. you're right there. <laughs> Exactly. Makes that should no be Vegas's motto. Have all the D's. <laughs> Where do they put you up? Uh good question. I don't I don't remember to be honest. <laughs> no, I think I think it was better than that at least. But uh yeah, that was so Doug that was uh the first time I really hung out with Doug nice. was at the CES. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we met when we did a show. I was doing uh like a Wahlberg bit. I think mm-hmm. I just popped in, right? I I mean I don't know I I don't remember yeah because you'd been doing it for a bit at that point yeah right? yeah Doug's great and uh, the people who like his show seem to also really enjoy that character it's fantastic it's, oh it's, thanks man it's, yeah it's become one of the highlights for me now yeah <laughs> thanks buddy it's super fun it's fun for me because I get to combine my genuine love of movies and knowledge of movies while also just free I have a free reign to do or say whatever I want yeah because I'm not really it's the character. Yeah. I mean, uh, Adomian does a lot of that, and uh, Paul Tompkins, obviously, Yes, as which, well. uh, that, uh, was it, the eight crazy guests mm-hmm. of Hanukkah or whatever mm-hmm. episode is one of my favorite things I've ever listened to. Oh, thanks, <laughs> was, buddy. Everybody that doesn't know, so you were on with those two guys, James Adomian and Paul yeah. F. Tompkins, and each of you just played multiple characters. Yeah, and for the most part, I think we figured out, like, that day, some of us knew some of the people we were going to do, like, I was obviously definitely going to do uh, Wahlberg. Um, but it was even that day that I think one or two of the characters, like how we decided to shake it out, uh, was decided like within an hour of doing the show. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so I did Wahlberg and Seagal. Okay. That's right. So you did two. I couldn't remember if you did two or three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Adomian was Gary Busey and uh-huh. who else did he do? Vic, uh, Vic somebody. Oh, Vic that cop so- character that he does. Yeah, yeah, used yeah. to be a cop. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then Paul F was did he do Werner Herzog? I think he did Werner, and he might have done Gary Marshall. Yeah, probably. I can't remember. I can't remember. But if you've not heard that episode, I highly recommend listening to it. Is it hard to hear? Like, is is it? I always wonder if you listening to it if it makes sense. Yeah, I, I, it killed me. Oh, okay, I, I totally loved it. I mean, it, I feel like it probably makes more sense just listening to it, doesn't it? I hope so. I mean, but I guess half of the some of the, if you don't realize it, if you're maybe if you're not on the the in crowd and don't realize <laughs> that it's all these guys doing. That was the first time I ever did the show not in costume. Really? Because I go full regalia. There's uh-huh. a live audience there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it just makes it more fun. 
But since I was doing two, I'm like, well, I guess I can't really visually commit to one of these. Uh-huh. So I just did them both. Yeah. 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 It was great. How did that, uh, did I hear, did you meet Doug through Sklarbro? Yeah. Country? We had him on, we had him on Sklarbro County and we, we end that show. Uh, it's the uh, Sklarbro County is a podcast that I host with the Sklar brothers. And we end that show always with a character bit. I just think it worked out. That week that I was doing a, a Wahlberg bit, and then Doug and I got into like a, it was probably, it's still probably one of the most like sincere, like real conversations. Uh-huh. He was treating it as though Mark was actually there, which is the same way he treats it on his own show. Yeah. And then a couple months later, he wanted to know if I was going to be in Phoenix because the Sklars were doing a show, and sometimes I've gone on the road with them doing stuff, and he wanted to have me on, and I couldn't. I couldn't be there. And then, oh man, I think it was February maybe of, of like a year ago, like February 2014, that um, he just said, hey, do you want to do the show? And I think it was me and Will Anderson and Rory Scovel. Uh-huh. And it was just really fun. And then I won, so I came back the next week. And in one of those shows, I just started my own mini game called Doing Lines with Mark. <laughs> and uh, people really liked it. That first appearance got like uh, I, I say this uh, to mostly to, it's really just a credit to Doug and to the people who listen to his show and how he runs it. it. I feel like it has very little to do with me. But that first write up got like mentioned in USA Today the first oh, really? time I did his show. Yeah, it was crazy to me. And and like I said, that's just a credit to to Doug because characters are really about how much you can set them up uh-huh. to go crazy or do something. And so he just asked me to keep coming back if i was in town or if i was free and i do i do a lot of things at ucb anyway so a lot of times i would have a show later yeah and i'd say yeah man i'll, I'll stop by and do it so it's been great and people really enjoy it and i get yeah you're definitely crowd favorite like they seem like because i'm a regular listener and it seems like even in those other like if you do it outside of la it seems like yeah the crowd no, explodes when you come out yeah the episode we did in new york was crazy uh-huh. people listened to it and said they thought that Mark Wahlberg, the way the audience reacted, yeah. Mark Wahlberg really walked on stage, <laughs> which I'll take. I'll yeah. take that fake adoration and love any day. <laughs> claps great. or claps. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and through, so then through meeting you, actually, it kind of uh, brilliant, though, on everyone's part. You're saying how great Doug's been for you, but in a way... It's like a great way to kind of be introduced to someone because I will admit that first time that you were on as Mark Wahlberg, I was I was like, who is this doing this? And I remember looking it up then, and then ever since then, I like if I saw your names, I'm like, okay, yeah, that guy. And, and uh, I'm assuming I'm probably not the only person that did that. Yeah, no, some like stuff has come out of it, and, and people seem to enjoy it. I think that for people, because when I have done any character that I do. The idea for me cause, is that I'm doing a character first. So, like, if I ever met Mark, uh-huh. first of all, I'd say I'm a huge fan of yours, uh-huh. and, sincerely. And then I'd say I hope that you understand I'm doing a character who sounds like you. Yeah, but, but it happens not... to have the same name. Right. That's right. it. Uh-huh. The best example is uh, Will Ferrell's Robert Goulet. Right. I always say that because there's no real impression there. Yeah. Like, I can't do what James can do. Like, James can legit do impressions. I can do impressions of people and stuff like that, but 
I'm hesitant to ever say I'm an impressionist because I don't have the ability to figure out how to do someone. Usually it just kind of like comes into my head and then I'm uh-huh. like, oh, I can sound like that. Uh, like I've been doing a Robert Durst character a lot. Oh, really? Lately. Yeah, I just did the, <laughs> we did a show at UCB called oh, Durst Week Ever. That's right. I saw postings about that. Yeah. And even that, there was no like conscious effort to learn how to do that. I just was like, I don't know where Susan went. That's not for me to know. I, in fact, I would see what Douglas was doing that night. <laughs> and he's, you know, in my point of view, is that Douglas is responsible for everything. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I wrote the letter at Douglas's behest. He told me he'd give me a building. If I and and people don't know this, but Douglas calls poor people cadavers. So he said, "Say that the poor person lives in Beverly Hills." That's all I wrote. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. Uh, I forgot that we uh, had nerded out a bit over the jinx on. Online. Oh my god, man! It yeah. was. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it on here. Uh, best TV moment ever. Worst Christmas ever. <laughs> the, the Durst family Christmas. Where's my stocking, Douglas? I deserve one. Seymour has one, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, as soon as that final, he's gonna moment, get off. There's not a doubt, Tony yeah. Paxton. There is not a doubt. What uh, What's weird to me though is. His cowboy lawyer, who's amazing. <laughs> Everybody who watches that, right, in our, like, comedy circles on Twitter and stuff is like, uh-huh. what a dirtbag, hates him, whatever. If you ever got wrongfully, like, arrested for a crime, you're not hiring that guy? Right. <laughs> that guy was a genius. Uh-huh. No, I... A I, genius. I don't disagree. But don't you know how many people who have been wrong, wrongly convicted and spent 20 years on death row wish they had him as a lawyer? <laughs> Yes, in this case, Robert Durst possibly did it. Did I possibly have something to do with the reason Kathleen is no longer here? <laughs> possibly, I guess. Uh, isn't it weird, though, that uh, supposedly the, that, what, the interview was taped like three years ago? Right, but here's the other thing. Anyone who tells you that Jarecki, uh-huh. Andrew... Uh, is going to jail is wrong too. No, I, I don't. I don't think that. But it is. But people keep saying that. Like, you know, they filmed that like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to make a movie. Yeah. His goal was to make a movie. No. I'm which... sorry for whatever happens beyond that. Uh huh. Like the fact that he could have turned this stuff over and he could have done that and he could have turned it over as soon as he knew and not even waited to talk to him and and all those things. And I understand that there's people who love and care about the folks who have uh, died. And mm-hmm. that is a horrible thing. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's in the right. Yeah. But from his perspective, he's making a movie. Yeah. And so he, like his deal with HBO, none of that stuff happens for him. This doesn't come out if it's all turned over two years yeah. ago. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. And it's obviously, just... Bob Durst isn't going anywhere. <laughs> he knew this was out there. He just stuck around. Yeah. Uh, sounds like for not much longer though. He was trying because didn't he when they ever, didn't he have a, You're a gun me, and a disguise on him? Okay, it seems to me he had a gun on him all the time. Yeah, and a disguise on him all the time. And even if he was planning on going to Cuba, 
it's not out of my realm of possibility to think that he wouldn't have come back. Like right. he, to him, he was going to go on a trip oh, yeah. to Cuba for a while, right, and then come back. Yeah, but no, he's getting off without. It's all going to be televised. It's going to last much longer than it needs to, but it'll still be very short because mm-hmm. all he's going to do is go. I love Susan. I wrote her letters. You can read them. I gave her money. Even after it assumed that I wrote the cadaver letter, I still asked for a picture of her because I care about her. I love her. And he has a track record of all those things being true. Yeah. And then he's going to go, I went to her house to surprise her. I walked in. She was dead. If I call the cops, they're going to think I did it. If Pereiro's going to come after me, so I wrote a letter because I didn't want her to be left there. And none of that's illegal. <laughs> right? Yeah. Writing a you're letter not, is not, not a... pulling a trigger. Yeah. And that's exactly what Walker, Texas lawyer ranger <laughs> is going to say. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have feelings on the. On yeah, the I, I, I see that. But it is phenomenal. Oh, uh, yeah. It was. It seriously. I just I don't I can't recall another moment on TV that like was so jaw dropping to me that that ending when he goes, can you tell me which one of these you didn't write? Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like I have so many things to say yet. Nothing to say. Oh, that's like, what can, what can even be said anymore? Well, I will finish the one point I was saying the reason that, uh, uh, Andrew Jarecki will not be arrested is because he does not have a, a a duty to the law. So, like, if you are a psychiatrist or a police officer and I tell you that I'm going to kill myself or kill somebody else or that I killed somebody or I stole something, um, you would have a duty ship to the law. You have to. That's part of your life. If I tell you I stole a whole bunch of stuff from Walmart or uh, I... I don't know. I, I, I beat up a guy and I left him in a ditch. You you don't have a responsibility to inform the police. You are not an accessory after the fact. I can tell you anything. You don't have a duty to tell. You should, and most people do. Yeah. But if I take my stuff that I stole at Walmart and have you hold it in your house, now you mm-hmm. are an accessory. Right. So Jarecki had no responsibility to the law. Maybe he had a moral obligation, but not yeah. a legal one. Yeah. That's the thing, the whole moral thing. I don't know. I feel like that would be that. But are you glad you got years. to see it? Oh, you absolutely. Might not have ever got to see it. <laughs> absolutely. So. No, I, I I get it. But yeah, um, still probably a great family Christmas with the Dursts. <laughs> oh yeah. You think they have traditions? The Dursts? Yeah. I gotta assume they do. They're probably fucking weird. Let's play find the gold. <laughs> they just hide gold around their house for the kids. <laughs> And uh, you know what? Catered, I, right? Oh yeah, definitely. They do not make their own. Not a chance. What do you? If, can I? I'm sorry. I know it's your show. No, please. Do you guys make your entire Christmas meals? Uh, as far as whatever well, like, you eat when you celebrate Christmas, uh-huh. whether it's you and a couple of friends or any family ones you've ever done, do you guys cater or do you make the food? Uh, make it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't. That's everyone else, not me. But you don't. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but uh, I'll yeah. go on a liquor run. Right. Yeah. I'm happy to do it. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, I don't make anything either. Yeah. My mom. If my mom is in charge of it, she'll kind of do it all, and it's great. Really? She carries that load herself. Yeah. Do you do but dishes? It, 
See, if you hit if you hit it right though, a couple drinks in with your brother or your cousin or your sister, uh-huh. dishes can be fun. Yeah. Not, but I mean, like you've had a couple drinks, you're just gonna stand around and talk to each other anyway. Let's do the dishes. Yeah. Too many drinks, you don't. I'm playing cards or I'm sitting here. Mm-hmm. Not any drinks, you don't feel like doing it unless you're in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah. Now my mom, uh, she she just does the the shit and like doesn't really want you to help. Like she just really like, she just kind of does it. Well, I'm sure she'll listen to this and then she's gonna say no. I'll, I would have taken help. <laughs> you're from like Michigandia, right? Yeah. Have we yeah. talked about that? No, but I feel like you told me once that. Okay. You were like Indiana or Michigan or near one near the other. Uh huh. Michiana. That's what they call the area. Really? Yeah. Michiana. Uh, yeah. I grew up in a very small town called Edwardsburg in Michigan, but it was like right on the state line. How many? Really people? close to. Not many. Honestly, is that near no the Lions Den porn store when you drive from, <laughs> from Chicago to Michigan? I don't recall a seeing huge that. Sign. Um, it's, it's really then. close to South Bend, Notre Dame area. Okay. That's Are you like, a domer? Yeah. I didn't go there, but, but no, I, grew yeah, up, I, don't, I grew up watching Trust games. me. Yeah. It's not required. The amount of people I've <laughs> yeah. met who are self-proclaimed domers. Yeah. Golden domers. Yeah. I see. I, I'm not one of those guys. Even, yeah. Teams I like, I can't, I can't be, I can't say, do you say we, oh, we look good this year. I think we're going to be good. Uh, if I'm thinking about what I'm saying, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Sometimes the Sometimes it just comes out. They don't pay my rent. Mm-hmm. It's also, I also don't... I subscribe to the rule of I don't allow any sports team that I'm a fan of to make me mad for more than 10 minutes. That's good. Because they... This is what I always say. Bears lose a game, okay? You're uh-huh. a Bears fan. I'm a Chicago yep. Bears fan. Charter franchise in the NFL. It's no big deal. Uh, they lose a game, right? A heartbreaker of a game. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Instantly after that game ends, hug each other, hug the other team. You should care about as much as they care. Yeah, I actually had that same thought recently, thinking about like how bummed out I can get sometimes, and then why these guys? Yeah, exactly. The next I day, don't. you should say the same thing they're saying. Fuck, that sucked. Mm-hmm. Hope, hope that hope hope you know hope to get a win next week. Yeah, that's what they're they're going on. You, this whole like. I'm going to be mad for the whole rest of the day. Cancel the tickets to the arc light tonight. We're not going. Like, <laughs> screw that. Why? Who cares? Yeah. You should follow a team. Anything you like should be bringing joy to your life. Mm-hmm. If it brings negativity, like, like something else. Right. I did. I used to be much worse about it. And I think, I think this last season helped because they were the Bears oh, were so God. terrible. Now, if you uh, have a job within the organization that is, like, dependent on wins and you yeah. want to be mad for a couple of days... Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, for sure. But even then, you're gonna have to move on too. Mm-hmm. But I have no—they literally do not pay my rent. They don't care if my cell phone bills do. Right. So why would I spend an entire day being mad about them? Yeah, I used to be really bad. I the last few years, it's gotten better and better. But I used to just get grumpy and like I—I I can even recall like when I was much younger, like actually not like being able to fall asleep that night because really where does that come from is your mom or dad like that after a game no not at all do you have siblings i have two older sisters okay uh and yeah i remember when i like first got into football growing up uh i remember would be so into it and then you know my dad watched it and he liked it but he he didn't get really excited about anything yeah but you took it to heart yeah but then i remember thinking like why doesn't he get more excited about this but now 
I'm kind of becoming more like that now that I'm old. Are you know, kids watching sports? I wanted this is would be impossible to do, but I've always wanted to do like a little comedic short, like you could live on the web or wherever, where you halfway through like very important playoff games or just regular season games, you interview the kids that get the best seats with their uncles or their parents. Uh-huh. And then talk to them about how they feel about how this game is going. You ever think about that? Like, you're watching the World Series, and there's always, like, a seven-year-old. That's even too generous. Like, a four-year-old sitting behind home plate in these, like, $7,000 seats for, like, the Giants World Series game. I would love if someone with a microphone sat down next to that kid and talked to them about how they felt like the game was going. Like, why do those kids get those seats? <laughs> I've never even been to an NBA game, and there's kids always at courtside. Yeah. And I'm like, this kid doesn't give a shit about this game. (laughs) I just wish somebody had like a podcast or like a little web show where they were like courtside kids. And they just talked to them like, wow, it's all on the line here. I want cotton candy. (laughs) They're probably not even, they're probably on an iPhone the whole time. Oh yeah, Yeah. for sure. For Uh sure. You're like, wow. I mean, it's bottom of the ninth here. Men on the corners down by one. You're at the top of the order. You got to feel good about that. I like nachos. My dad, my dad said I couldn't be a friend, and I hate him. And you're like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> who are those kids? I have no idea. Kid, rich kids. It makes That's me happy they when they show them crying. <laughs> I am uh, a lot of football fans make me embarrassed to be a football fan. <laughs> well. Bears fans are regarded as some of the worst in the NFL. Yeah. Well, they put battery acid in that one guy's drink after a game like six what? years ago. You never heard that? I don't think so. Yeah. And maybe it didn't leave Chicago uh, news-wise, but yeah. And then you have the Packers, who are regarded as one of the best best fans in all of sports. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't like that shit either. It's, I, it's not even necessarily... I wasn't even necessarily talking about that side of it, or just like the dickheads. I was more talking about, you know, the the guys and the, the, the face painters and the... Oh, but isn't it the best to watch those guys leave a stadium when their team loses? You got all dolled up and nobody yeah. to dance with. And Raider, how do Raiders fans do it? Been doing it for years. They go straight into anger because then, know. like looking like a demon, pays off when you're mad. Yeah, it's a win-win either way. Speaking of demon and football, yeah, you ever do you see the L.A. Kiss tickets are ninety-nine dollars for season tickets. We should go. I kind of want to. I've actually been talking about it with a couple of friends because we're like, it's gonna, it's got to be so ridiculous. We should go. Yeah, I'd be in. <laughs> All right. I'll I mean, you know. if pro wrestling can become cool again in the comedy community, why can't yeah, we get arena sports? A lot of tweets the other day about WrestleMania. I, I am a casual professional wrestling fan. I, I really, watched a lot as a kid, but I yeah, I really still appreciate it for what it is. Uh-huh. I, and I will argue with people. The difference between fake and staged. Okay. Right? So, like, it's staged, uh-huh. but it's not fake. You can't fake going, like, 15 feet through a table, whether right. or not it's designed to collapse easily or not. Uh-huh. Go do it. Most people don't want to stand on a chair. <laughs> Can you come in here? I'm getting up on this chair. Yeah. But so, so they think, like, there's a difference between fake and staged. I agree. Yeah. No, I mean, a it's, lot of those and guys And it's are... also just live theater in the round. Mm-hmm. People are like, well, how do you get into it? They're like, well, how do you get into Breaking Bad? Breaking yeah. Bad, granted, one of the greatest television shows in the history of the medium, but Brian Cranston didn't really do those things. 
Right. He, they just created a character and a storyline that you loved. It's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Is it very over the top and tongue in cheek? Have you seen a musical? <laughs> I'd like to see those two worlds combined. Oh, has anybody done that? Oh, well, I bet they will. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Write that. All right. I got a double exhale. It's too hard to handle. My gorilla press will make you so depressed. I got an elbow drop to knock you out of your flip flops. So jump off the turnbuckle, shatter your knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Pro wrestling the musical. He's a real bad dude And Bobby the Brain will make you so insane We got Coco Beware and Nature Boy Ric Flair The Undertaker, no thanks, see you later No, no, pro wrestling the musical If you smell what the rock is cooking I'm gonna, somebody Pro wrestling the musical Don't let me forget this Um but yeah, so I, I'm a casual fan of it in that I have some close friends, uh, great comedian um, Marty DeRosa and a great comedian Andy Peters, a couple of buddies of mine, and they're they're huge, huge wrestling fans. And and Marty even does Andy has too, but uh, Marty does a lot of um, work with uh, with wrestling. Uh, Colt Cabana, who's uh, mm-hmm. a part of the, the comedy and podcast scene, and is also a fantabulous uh, professional wrestler. He uh, he's a buddy of mine as well. So I have a I have a a sincere but casual appreciation for it. But I don't know why we couldn't get the same thing going for arena sports, especially when it's Kiss. <laughs> they have a silver. The funny field. thing is though, really? Yep. <laughs> the funny thing is though, if you got here's the problem: if you got a whole bunch of like, if you got a good crew together of of, of like me and you and some other guys in the comedy community to like make it a thing that we went to arena football Kiss games. You would just have all of these people with the same new five minutes of material. Because <laughs> right. there's no way we wouldn't be able to talk about that on stage. Uh, uh, actually, the main reason I'm so knowledgeable about them is because of Jimmy Pardo. He talks about it all the time on yes, his podcast. He's a fan, right? Yeah, because he actually he loves Kiss. He admits that they're terrible, but he, lo- he admits he loves them. And he, uh, he goes to games with his son. Like the band t- is terrible? Yeah. Here's the thing with Kiss. Has any... I'm sure it's happened, but I'll say it anyway. Has any other, like, group or actor or whatever just come along at a time that could have been... Could not have been better for them? Mm-hmm. Like, what they were making and what they were doing, that happened in the perfect time. And yeah. maybe they were a response to it and some of it was a response to them. But in the context of, like, when they were, I guess... If you're looking at music, yeah, they're bad. But if you take it for like what it is and when it happened, they're fucking great. <laughs> Would you? You can totally disagree. Yeah, with me. I just, I just, I can't get into them. Like, I, I just do Lick not. Lick it up, <laughs> but, lick it up, baby, lick it up. But what? That's always, horrible, right? Yeah, it's horrible, it's like good. song structure and, and like. But it's but for when it's playing, you'd be like. Hell yeah, give me another Schlitz. It's so funny, though, to me that they looked like that and at the time were, like seemed so terrifying to people and then played these. What's their big ballad, Beth? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Is, I don't remember. It's like, Beth, I see you crying. I'm not, I, yeah, it's, I know that song, but I don't. At the same, you know, it's one of those that... Uh, is, is Kiss not on... Uh... People love to be a part of something. So when they went with their Kiss Army, I mean, that's what gave them legs forever. <laughs> yeah i mean that was it like oh i'm a part of this you cannot listen to uh or wait yeah you can what is this 
I was just going to play a snippet of Beth because I honestly can't remember what it sounds like. It's fucking heartfelt. <laughs> uh, critique this musically. First of all, it doesn't seem cheesy at all. So right? Far. Our friend of mine told me that he went to see, like when they first, years ago, uh, came back with the makeup. He said they did this and Peter Chris came out front and sang it along to just tracked piano. And we just can't find the sound. Just a few more hours. He's literally just reading a letter. <laughs> okay, this part I'm... I think I hear the calling. Oh, Beth, what can I do? What can I do? I more remember it from uh, Role Models. <laughs> Fair enough. It came up a lot in that movie. Don't you hate when there's a song that you love that has a place in your like life, mm. and then and no one else remembers this song or it isn't popular at all, and then it gets into something like it blows up on some way, like a TV show or whatever yeah. like that, and then it becomes part of everybody else's canon of their life, and you're like, now you all are gonna think that that's why I know that song. <laughs> the number one yeah. thing from this is super bad. I know I've known the words to these eyes uh-huh. my whole life, right. <laughs> my entire life. These eyes, uh-huh. these eyes have seen a lot of love, but they're never gonna see another one like I had with you. All of it, okay, <laughs> the whole fucking song. But now, if I'm like karaoke or whatever, and I know that song, people are like super bad. Yeah, you're like no, not fucking super bad. <laughs> super bad's a great movie. I love super bad. But they, you don't get to have that. Yeah. I know I have one, but I can't pull it right now. I know I have the opposite of that, though. What's where that? I was, I was really proud of myself. It was, it was unintentional for a long time, and then I made it so long that I was like, all right, I'm going to try and keep this going. A couple of years ago when Gangnam Style was huge, Ugh. I had somehow completely avoided that song. Like, Good literally never heard it until I saw This Is The End. Because it was in that movie, uh, and it forced me into it. I was, yeah. I was so bummed because I quickly realized what it was, and uh, yeah, it ruined my streak. Oh, I can't stand that. Felice Navipod will be right back. Hey, do you like to buy things? Of course you do. We all do. You know where a great place to buy things is? Amazon.com. Wait, no, FeliceNavipod.com. Go there, go to the Amazon banner at the top of the page, and then just go shop on Amazon like you always would. And then a portion of what you purchase will go to support the show. We thank you. Now do it. And now, back to Felice Navipod. Do you, uh, can we talk a little Christmas? Of course. That's... Do you have Christmas songs that are like that? That uh... are like, like in your family have like special not like not family wise really. Okay. Um have you ever heard a song called Little Becky's Christmas Wish? I don't know if I have. Oh my god, dude. Should so I try this and find song this, right now? this song came out in like the late sixties. And it's a girl, it's a little girl telling Santa what she wants for Christmas. So my mom told me about this. And this was like right around two thousand one, two thousand two, right? Okay. So it was really before the idea that everything is available. Like, we have that feeling now with the internet, right? Yeah. You're doing it right and now. I'm You're like, looking. Yeah. But, but in those days, if you were younger, like your parents' generation and stuff, if you were the kids and you, you were 20, so you knew the internet, you 
you could find anything and then blow them away by the fact that you had found this. So my mom tells me about Little Becky's Christmas Wish, and she says this song was on the radio, and they had to pull it because people were getting in car accidents and having to pull off the radio, and people would be in grocery stores and just start crying their eyes out. Like, it was such a like, people couldn't handle this song, so they stopped playing it. So my mom hadn't heard this song in, like, 25, 30, I don't know, whatever. Uh And so I made a Christmas CD. My family, we have a lot of Christmas traditions. Okay. And uh, I made it, and I put that on there. And her and my Aunt Connie and Uncle Ken, like, they couldn't, they're like, where did you find this? It is so sad. So maybe it's not a good thing to play right now. No, you should play it out just so you can hear the context right, if you right, have fair it. Fair enough. Yeah, there's there's a few matches on. Hopefully this is the right version. Oh, you'll, I'll, yep. <laughs> I can tell you about the crackle. Yep. Credit to Becky Lamb. Mm-hmm. Little Becky's Christmas gift. Dear Santa... This is the very first time I've ever written to you. All my Christmases have been wonderful, and you gave me lots of nice toys. People are listening, they're like, oh, this is cute. This year, Mommy says Christmas will be the same because... Why? Why? Well, because my big brother Tommy won't be here. Why? Where's Tommy? Not too long ago, Tommy was home in a green suit with great big gold buttons. Like a army suit? He looked like our mailman, Mr. Dewey. <laughs> when Tommy was home, I tried his shiny shoes on. Yeah, what did he they say to you? They were so big, Tommy left. And he said it what? takes a big man to fill those shoes. <laughs> Santa, I wonder what he meant by that. Well. I asked Tommy if he loved Mommy, Daddy, and me. And you know what he said? What, Becky? He said he loved us. Very much. much. And he loved his country, too. And that's that propaganda? why he was going away. <laughs> Last week, Mr. Listen. Dewey brought Mommy a letter and made Mommy cry. I don't like Mr. Dewey What do you think that letter anymore? said, Tony? When Daddy came home, he This was played on the radio? And I never knew is, there, is it all spoken word? There's never singing in it. Why were Mommy and Daddy crying because of that letter? They took Tommy's records and things and put them in the attic. Santa, please don't you be mad at me. Mommy was when I played Tommy's favorite record yesterday. Tommy used to play one special record. What was that? What was that? Was that propaganda as well? The man was talking and said, not what my country can do, but I can do, or or something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> How many times do you think I've heard this song? He said, it means a lot, but I'm too young to know. People just like r- rolling off the road, trying to not cry while their sons are in Viet- Vietnam. Look, Kathy. Doesn't come over. Kathy, did, his girlfriend doesn't come over anymore. I wonder why. Wonder why. No one's Santa, told this girl that her brother's I dead. Toys and things. Listen, and there you she can goes. Bring me some if you want. You can bring me toys. But please. But please. Please bring Tommy home for Christmas so mommy and daddy won't cry anymore. Okay, Santa? See ya. And Tommy on Christmas. She still thinks he's coming home. Stupid Becky. Wow. 
did it. We stuck it out, too. <laughs> Dude. Thanks for introducing me to them. <laughs> this is my family. My family loves a good crying jag. That's what we call them. Wow. Yeah. That's heavy, isn't it? Yeah. Then it's true. They just don't write them like they used to. Do they? <laughs> well, have you heard the, the one off that, that's nowadays with Santa and, like, the soldier, the American soldier? And it's all spoken word, and it's Santa Claus being like, I went down to his house where he laid. Not much did he have in his home. And he talks about how this guy gave everything. No, that would be, I went down. I went to his house. I was like, Douglas? Have you seen It Follows? No. Okay. Well... Douglas Durst is living out It Follows because Robert just keeps coming for him. Okay. He's going to kill him. Right. Yeah, dude, that's one of our, like, family traditions. Of, I mean, it's not tradition like we don't do, listen to it every year, but uh-huh. it's in, like, the Van Kirk family catalog of Christmas songs. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what, yeah, I, I tend to prefer mine a little more fun. No, personally. we're all about sadness, man. Well, <laughs> the night on Christmas Eve... That's what we call it the night before Christmas. Um, <laughs> on Christmas okay. Eve, we have a uh, we when in 1986, Christmas '86, um, my uncle like recorded our family Christmas, just like set up a tripod at the back of the big living room at my grandma and grandpa's house, and just proceeded to tape the entire night. And we all do exchange uh, Christmas exchanges, great gifts for everybody. Our family still, we all do stockings for everyone. And my grandpa was there and I didn't know at the time he was, he wasn't feeling well at all. And so, uh, my grandma passed out the gifts because he couldn't feel well enough to do it again. I'm, I'm like six years old. I didn't know this or whatever age. Yeah. And so, uh, we, we like uh, show the whole thing, and my grandma had like given me this tape on VHS, uh, probably like two thousand three or something like that. Mm-hmm. Two thousand Christmas two thousand and nine. She doesn't even remember that I have it. Uh-huh. And I found a guy to transfer it onto a computer file, and then I created a DVD out of it and like set it to music. And at the very end, my grandpa is given this thing that my Aunt Connie cross-stitched saying, What Makes a Dad? And it's this beautiful poem. And he reads it. And he's very soft-spoken because he wasn't feeling well, so I subtitled that and, like, put yeah. it in there. And uh, on Christmas Eve 2009, I gave everyone in my family, at least my mom and her brother and her sister and my uh, my grandma, I gave them a DVD with a case that I made because it's a wonderful life is a huge thing in our family as well. Uh And like the cover is, is it's a wonderful life artwork cover and stuff like that. And I gave it to them. And earlier that day I went over to my grandma's house to bring things over to my aunt and uncles because that's where we do all our Christmas stuff. And my grandma first was just having a sad day. I go, what's the matter? She's like, I just, I just wish I could see your grandpa. And I was like, gonna in like two hours uh-huh. uh and i gave it to you and we we watched it and we all cried our eyes out and then every christmas eve as a family we, we sit down and watch that and my grandpa passed away 2007 january 2nd so like a week later he passed away it's oh, the wow. la- and we've never filmed anything we've never filmed anything since we've uh-huh. never filmed anything ever well we did that year and yeah. uh we have that so yeah, between Little Becky's Christmas Wish and Christmas 1986, <laughs> then throw in some alcohol. Yeah, and some Chicago weather. I and see some Chicago weather. We're all in the mood for a good cry. <laughs> yeah, but we have a lot of we have a lot of fun too. We go we run the gambit. Yeah, so. 
I think I had a similar, actually might've even been right around that same time. We had a similar kind of Christmas where my sister did a similar thing, but she just put like a bunch of old photos on a thing and like set it to music and, and you made this. And, wiping them away. Yeah. And, and like every, yeah, same thing. Like my grandparents but were I think on it's and important stuff. to watch that. Yeah. Because that's why you're here. And 30 mm-hmm. years from now, you're going to look back and be like, man, that was great. Mm-hmm. Like those were the times, yeah. you know what I mean? And those sure. were the people and that's who I was and that's how we looked and that's what we said and that's what we thought was cool and, and that's how much we loved each other. And so, you know, I feel really, really lucky because like some people don't have anywhere to go for Christmas or don't want to go where they have to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of people that I would have a cocktail with any time of any day. Yeah. And so I feel really, really lucky. But we watched that because for the most part, like, the rest of Christmas after that is people being like, like, glad you're here, mm-hmm. you know? And that's a good feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we, uh, now we just look, turn on little Becky's Christmas wish and go to bed. <laughs> what, uh, what is your, uh, is that kind of like one of the biggest memories of Christmas you have? Or is there, like you were saying, you have the fun stuff though as well. And oh, is there no. something that's like we, stands out to you as, as the best one you can remember or like a favorite memory or anything? Well, so, on Christmas Eve, we also do a spaghetti dinner. Uh-huh. And one year, in succession, I don't know if they had used new dish soap or what, five people in a row dumped their spaghetti on one another, like, on and on the floor, like, accidentally. Uh-huh. Like, you know how you do, like, the family buffet line in the yeah. kitchen? Like, you do, like, horseshoe mm-hmm. it or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's how ours is. And one person, like, theirs slipped off, and then somebody went to, like, start cleaning it up and somebody turned around and was like what happened and their spaghetti went flying off it was a fucking shit show <laughs> it was like uh it was like the uh pie eating contest in stand by me uh, <laughs> my favorite movie of all time it was just like one one thing after another that was pretty great we've had some epic like rummy royal most people won't know what that is or yeah, like euchre matches is. you know okay. euchre though yeah right? I, I more know of it i've never played it you son of a bitch how are you from michigan indiana <sighs> And don't know how to play euchre. <laughs> Just never did. I feel like my grandmother plays it, but that's like the, I feel like that's the only time I've ever really witnessed anybody playing it. If I ever reach the level where people want to be my friend and I'm respected, <laughs> I'd love... Because you hear about like these celebrity guys having like a monthly poker game. Uh-huh. You know, like I think Kimmel does a thing like that and stuff like that. I would want to get a monthly euchre game going mm-hmm. of people who know how to play and want to play. Is that a Midwest? I didn't realize that was a Midwest Huge, thing. yeah. Okay. Yeah, huge in the Midwest. It's when did, so much fun. When did you come out? Did you move here from Chicago? Or did yes. You? So born and raised in Rochelle, Illinois, uh-huh. the heartland, and then lived in Chicago for quite a while. And then I moved out here, and I was here for two years. And then I went back to Chicago for pretty much all of 2010. Okay. And then I moved back out here in 2011. Gotcha. And I've been here since. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure how, how quickly you got out of the Midwest or if that was, sounds like, sort of recent-ish. Yeah, I mean, all yeah. in all. But I go back a lot, too. Like, I go yeah. back two or three times in the summer, and then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. And then I've been lucky that the past couple of years, a couple of, like, to-do shows or just comedy bookings have brought me to either Wisconsin or to Illinois. And then I can mm-hmm. go home and see people as well. Yeah, I uh, I end up having to fly into O'Hare a lot if I go back for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think... Two years in a row, I 
got uh, stuck there overnight. Really? My flights got delayed, and then I missed my connection. And Oh, what do you do? I've never been uh, stuck overnight. One time I had to, I just... Nothing's open, right? No. Uh, but I, the one time I, I went and cause there's the, the hotel that's right there yeah. and I was just like, I don't care. I'm getting a room. I don't care how much it costs. Right. And so I did that. And then the other time my family's only about two hours from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So they actually came and got me. Good. Yeah. So that was, that was all right. But, uh, you're just yeah. like looking through the garbage for remnants of like Annie's pretzels. <laughs> I've slept overnight at the uh, Philadelphia airport too. Really? The same thing. Christmas again. Yeah, I would get. I got coming traveling as much as I love Christmas. Traveling at Christmas is the worst, though. The worst. Mm-hmm. Because the airport brings out the worst in everyone. And you always have to fly early because mm-hmm. you're going to get delayed, and you might still be able to get out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's always the way to go. No, Christmas is a huge, huge deal in my family. We've gone caroling. To like other family members, mm-hmm. and we all get together. I mean, it's my aunt, uncle, their three kids, their uh, husband and wife. Uh, for two of them that are married, one of them has four boys, the other has two kids, and then my mom, my three brothers, my grandmother. And we roll. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've gone like and and we all do Christmas morning together entirely. Oh wow. The whole group. And I like that, though, because I, I kind of miss that. I feel like I don't always get that anymore. I mean, we never did it like everybody, but, you know, yeah, no, we do five people everybody. in my family. Like and 10 then in the morning started. at Ken and Connie's, <laughs> there's like, uh, you know, one of those big like coffee rolls. What are those called? Like a coffee cake? Coffee cake, yeah. Yeah, like a coffee cake and breakfast pizza and orange juice and then just a uh, shit ton of gifts. Nice. Yeah. And now I'm the one who hands them out. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, uh, I, I'm a big fan. And then the next day, we go to the China Buffet. Nice. Do you ever notice, like, China Buffets in the Midwest are a big deal? Are they? I feel like they kind of, uh, again, that was, not, that was not a big one for my family. Maybe it's just that sweet, sweet spot of America known as Northern <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> I mean, trust me, Southern Michigan, Northern Indiana, not so hot either. Oh, well, I don't know. I, do you like where you're from? Uh... That's a strong word. I, it's what I, when I go back and visit. Are you glad like, that's what, where you're from? Like, not say you like it, but are you glad that's where you're from? I don't even know if I want to say that, to be totally honest. How come? Because when I go back, like, it's nice to see my family and stuff that still lives around there. Yeah. But when I go back, I'm like, oh, man, getting out of here was the best thing that could have happened. You feel that day one or you feel that after, like, three or four days? Uh, after a couple of days. See, that's different. Yeah. See, when you're back, you're like, I'm home. Because I'm the same way. About, like, day four or five of Rochelle, I really want to get back to L.A. Yeah. I love L.A. I do, too. It's very cool to hate L.A., and I do not hate it. No, I, I don't LA. at all. I constantly say people that say they hate it are going to all the wrong places and hanging out with all the wrong people. Yeah, completely. Because there's so much great and stuff here. Not doing, probably not doing what they moved here for. Yeah. Not all the time, but in some regards. Mm-hmm. Because it's not... A, is it does it have a, a is it a city like steeped in like tradition does it ever feel like there's a pulse to the city like of you know like when the blackhawks are in the stanley cup finals there that city has an energy to it 
And even the people, there are people who are not traditional sports fans that will tell you, like, oh, I lived in Chicago, so yeah, I kind of ended up liking the Blackhawks, or I kind mm-hmm. of ended up liking the Cubs or the Bears, because it's kind of, the city has, like, trends and identities to it that kind of ended up, end up, like, being part of who the city is, and it's one of the biggest cities in the world, so I'm sure there's people that could care less. But all in all, you get, like, this temperature rise of the heart of the city and, like, what people are focused on. Does that really happen in L.A.? No. Not yeah, really. Right. There, there can, when the Kings are in, see, this is what I love. I heard Al Michaels say this once. There is a, there is a lot of LA Kings fans. Mm-hmm. It also happens to work out that all of them almost fit into the Staples Center. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, because it doesn't really become, you know, I live downtown. I'm, I'm walking distance to Staples Center. The Kings are in the Stanley Cup. You don't, wouldn't really know. Mm-hmm. If you live, in downtown Chicago, and the Bears are going to the Super Bowl, or the yeah, oh, you're gonna you know, know. yeah, you know. I it. feel like even where I live, so yeah, you, you knew, yeah. So like, there isn't like a, a temperature to the city. There's not a lot of tradition. The only traditional thing that happens in this city, like the biggest celebrated tradition, is the Boys Town West Hollywood pr- Halloween Parade. That's your biggest. You know, like mm-hmm. St. Pat- St. Patrick's Day doesn't really take over the city. You got to go yeah. find the areas where some people are like the five bars that are like having those parties are happening. Yeah. So yeah, there's none of that. But like condition of of living and temperature and climate and being surrounded by so many people that you can not know one day and then know the next and feel like you have a shorthand with them because mm-hmm. you're you're interested in the same things and you moved here for some of the same reasons, you're kind of under the same blanket and kind of that whole iron sharpens iron thing. Yeah, that I love all that. Yeah. I love too. it. Me too. You know, I initially had moved out here. One of the reasons I moved out here is I wanted to do more uh, studio work, like drumming and some yeah. session gigs and stuff. And that doesn't really pan. I've done it a very small amount. And, you know, then I got out here for a bit and suddenly I'm like, oh, I don't know how much music I really want to do anymore. And so. That's great you know, to start be a, honest with start yourself. Start a podcast about Christmas with my dog, you know, the natural <laughs> progression. But that's great to have that like level of honesty with yourself. Yeah, it wasn't easy, but I got there. But I think sometimes the problem is too, and those like, and I love Rochelle, but for me, and this is just speaking personally, if I was there, it'd be easier for me to kind of like waste time. Yeah, and just kind of fall into whatever, whatever. happens. Yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of but what I, I mean absolutely. But that and that's just me, but because there's a plenty of people there who live there and aren't wasting time and and have you know they're feeding the world, being farmers and stuff like that. Right, but. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to live there, but I'm always excited to go back there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've completely sidetracked your show. <laughs> no, it's quite... Welcome there, back to there is, Home is Where You Are with Dan Van Kirk. We just do whatever. There's no, there's no format. Uh, but one thing I did want to share real quick, one yeah. thing. Uh, I often scour the internet trying to find the worst Christmas songs that I can find. And we're just going to do a short one and... Maybe it's not even theme song worthy, but here's the terrible <laughs> Christmas song theme song. Terrible songs get a terrible intro. So uh, this little is Becky's just, Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just go right into that. <laughs> uh, I did not know that this even existed, and why did it disappear? I'll cut this out. Hang on. You should put on a Christmas show. What do you mean? 
like around Christmas time. Like a live show? Well, now that the beauty pageant is gone. I, do you want, you're going to cut, don't, don't cut this. <laughs> what? Well, I, just, I, I was going to say you should put on a show. I would like to. Scott but Ackerman I just don't used know to run everybody. like the yeah, Christmas the, mm-hmm. beauty p- Christmas pageant, the Comedy Bang Bang yes. Christmas show, yeah. and they would donate all that money to the LA Food Bank. Yeah, and that's gone. And I and people love. I mean, you look at like Pardo's thing. Like, uh-huh. I think as comedians, or at least just the temperature of the people that I know, people love doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Feliz Navidad could completely fill that void. I like the way you think. Don't you I, think? Yeah. And you can have we, like people come out and talk about and tell people like you come out, do a few minutes. We'd love if whatever your set was, build it around your type of Christmas. Uh-huh. Have every who what comedian can't if we if we can do set list, we can do you can give us two weeks to heads up to be like, hey, and just do like three or four minutes talking about your family's Christmas and then or anything you want about Christmas or how ridiculous you think it's a wonderful life is, although that is very un American. But uh <laughs> And anything you want. And then you could also have, like, UCB or Groundlings or whoever people do, like, Christmas sketches. Yeah, that would be super fun. I mean, I the thought had crossed my mind before of trying to do, like, live things sometimes. But, yeah, I'd have to have a good lineup solidified before. Well, you've got plenty of time, man. It's, it's true. <laughs> this, you said this is dropping in November, so you've got a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, no, well, yeah, we will figure that out. I, that, I that fully and, uh, endorse and... That, and help be a part of it if you. All can. right, I appreciate that. That and wrestling the musical. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, but so on the bad Christmas song notes. Yes. Uh, sometimes I literally just try to think of a random person and just be like, I wonder if they had a Christmas song of any sort. And I did that just earlier today, and I found it. I don't know why this exists, and as you'll see, it's like the most lazy thing. You'll quickly know who this is. So let's oh, just go oh, into it here. Oh, Merry Christmas. Vanilla ice is too cold for Christmas. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. This is Vanilla like not a parody ice. thing. This is let's kick it. Van- this is credited to Vanilla Ice. Stop. Ice, ice, baby. And uh music to re-record it, that's not the sample. Right? Stop. Collaborate and listen. Newly recorded vocals. No new words. Just add some sleigh bells and say Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, stop. This is the Christmas version. To be fair, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but as much as I heard, we are now. This is as Christmassy as it gets. Anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gain weight. You better hit the bulls on the kid. Don't play. And if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. He could have just said, why my Santa revolves Like, he could have just... Ho- oh, they're dropping a ho, ho, ho. And- By the way, the, the official title of this song is Ice Ice Baby, parentheses, Too Cold for Christmas. Now that the party is jumping, with the bass kicked in, this is from 2011, by the way. Stop. According to the internet, 2011. Do you think somebody said to him, adding the bells would mean that he wouldn't have to pay again if he re-released it? Like, that makes it different enough? Ugh. Yeah, I'm so baffled by this. But <laughs> he could have said like <laughs> North Pole Central, Candy Cane Lane. Yes, 
<laughs> I'm fading that. We're not doing the whole thing. Although I am curious if it No, it doesn't at all. Changes. I guarantee it doesn't. You were right in the assumption that <laughs> it doesn't. It's so lazy. I've I've joked and even kind of done. And it also sounds like someone recorded a recording of him singing it and it was like new vocals, yeah, man. Exactly. Because <laughs> I've done a thing on the show in the past where I uh claimed you could turn any song into a Christmas song if you just add some sleigh Agreed. bells and maybe yep. change a word here and there. But he didn't even change the word here and there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's like uh, that Love Actually. Are you a Love Actually fan? Not really. Me either. But it's that Love Actually where he's like, Christmas is all around us. He just changes. Uh-huh. It's everywhere you go. Yeah, you can change it to anything. <laughs> you know what yeah, another so- one of my favorite Christmas things is? Every year I can't wait when it's like around December and I, I drop it on social media every year is the Will Ferrell, John C. Riley reenactment of David Bowie and Bing Crosby. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Actually. Oh, God, it's the best. It is quite good. <laughs> <laughs> right or wrong. I guess I sing it. <laughs> I, I've lifted so many lines from that. Uh-huh. All right, Bowie. It's Bowie. David <laughs> fucking Bowie. <laughs> Uh, I need to revisit the, that. It's been going going for the old stuff, do you? <laughs> and when he goes to shake his hand, he goes, I'm Bing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is, to me, is just, that is genius comedy. Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. You, uh, do you have any other, uh, do you have things that you have to watch? Or, uh, like, every Christmas, is there a specific movie you feel the need to watch every well, year? Well, obviously, Christmas 86. Right, right. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Last year, I didn't get to do it because they, they didn't air it till late, but the arc light. God bless those Scientologists. They own the arc light. You know that, right? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the arc light does the Christmas screenings, and they always do It's Wonderful Life. And I've gone the past couple of years, I think the like past three, but I didn't get to go this last Christmas because they didn't do it till like the 22nd or 23rd, and I was gone. But, yeah, I try and go, go and see that in the theater. And then um, I don't know what else I like. I, I, I love all of that stuff when it airs, so there's nothing that I that I hate. Bad Santa. I'll try and watch Die Hard. I'll yeah. try and watch. Yeah, Die Hard is Gremlins uh, is another great Christmas mm-hmm. movie. Um, Those are on my. I've 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 grown more I've fond in recent songs. years of of trading places. Oh yeah, Merry New Year, Beef Jerky Time. <laughs> That's a great movie. It is, and it's one of the like that goes in that category with Gremlins and Die Hard, where mm-hmm. they're not really Christmas movies, but. They're just yeah. set at Christmas, and yeah. I'm like, all right, I can watch this now. Yeah, yeah. No, that stuff. I that stuff. I love. I love to watch. Yeah. And then obviously the the like I said the reenactment of Little Drummer Boy. Um, Do you have a uh, a favorite Christmas song? Uh, see, I mean, is there anything well, other? Than now you have a new one. I think Little Becky's Christmas Wish. <laughs> <laughs> no new song. Oh, Vanilla God. Ice. Oh, no, well. Yeah, I love the Drifters. Do 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 do. Okay. Doo, yeah. Do. Uh, I actually wrote a sketcher on that that I every year I forget to do. Like right <laughs> after Christmas or like right when it's too close to Christmas, I'm like, oh, I should have done the fucking. I've sat on this sketch for two years. Uh, is that that's a isn't is it the second verse? There's like a, a different like a super high yeah. pitched voice. I, yeah. I, I'm dreaming. <laughs> I'm yes. Uh so, I don't know, like a favorite Christmas song. It's all right if you don't have one. No, I, the thing, it's not having one. It's like having too many. Right. Um, I love the Frank Sinatra version of, uh, I, what's the song? It's like, 
Uh, through the years, we all will oh. be together. Oh, uh, if the fates yeah. Yeah. allow. Love that fucking song. Um, I really like I'll Be Home for Christmas. If you really listen to that song, that is one of the saddest songs ever. <laughs> he keeps saying, if only in my dreams. Right. Like, he's not really going to make it there. Yeah. And he knows it. Maybe it's Becky's brother. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> So I love that version. All the, like, Perry Como stuff. Mm-hmm. Christmas is like, a, we get into it in, in, I see, in and the Van Kirk family. Am I remembering this right? Did you, was it you? I remember somebody posting at Christmas a picture of their family's bathroom. Yes. <laughs> it was the most Christmassy room I've ever seen, and it was the bathroom. Yeah, that I think amazing. I just wrote, like... Family Van Kirk family bathroom on point. Or yeah, something like <laughs> it that. Was something like that. <laughs> yeah, because that totally that would have stood out to what, me. What you didn't know, you can't get in the picture, is that there's a little snowman guy. Every time you walk in, he's like, "Oh, coming in here to make a deposit." Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> like has a, there's like six different things it says everywhere over the time. <laughs> Don't forget That's to fantastic. wash. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, God. I think yeah, I got to find I want to find that picture again and I'll post it on our Facebook I think it's on my Instagram or, or in my immediate right. feed on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's... Uh, we're very, like... We, we, <laughs> we're not... I was, uh, it's funny. I think of it this way. Like, we're a pretty screwed up family. Mm-hmm. But if... If I just took... Sent you pictures, you'd be like, this is fucking Norman Rockwell. Yeah. But, like, we're not at all, you know? Uh, but that, I guess I, it, it really helps to really, feel, like, get excited to go home for Christmas when you know that all that stuff's going to yeah, be there. Yeah, for and, sure. And everybody's just waiting with a glass of wine or a Jack and Coke and a deck of cards. Yeah. That's, that's the so best. Bad. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, I love talking about this stuff because then, you know, you can, like, generate your own emotion. Like, I get... Like I'm really, I'm excited about Christmas right now. Yeah, I was worried when I started doing because I started doing this two years ago, right before Christmas, mm-hmm. and then after it passed, I was like, I'm just gonna keep doing it. I don't care. Make right. it go year round. And I was worried that was going to make me less excited about when it actually rolls around. But it was the opposite. I actually got way more excited, and I sort of and I became like super busy at Christmas and like Christmas, it was really fun, but Christmas kind of snuck up on me because of that, mm-hmm. because I'm sort of now among some, some people that I know, like I'm kind of Christmas guy now. So I get asked to come and like do shows and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So like next thing I know, I was like, Oh, I'm suddenly very busy and it's the 23rd and I have not bought most of the <laughs> gifts. So, but yeah, it's uh I'm with you. It's a great thing. Agreed. I'm glad, I'm glad the, the joy is spreading to you. Oh, for sure. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, thanks so much for coming and doing this. Uh, two quick things before yeah. you leave. One, one dumb one, one uh, let you get your plugs out. But uh, I've been liking to ask people lately. Uh, our friend Dave Clock. Do you know Dave Clock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That, if does that dude, like, his designs for just the Meltdown posters alone. Mm-hmm blows me away yeah and he does it every week that's what blows me away mm-hmm. and i'm like how does this guy not run out of things that just look fucking great yeah and he works hard and too interesting to look at yeah like does He's... he have times where he comes up with 20 in a day and so he just sits on him or does he really or is sure. he like me and he procrastinates everything to the last minute and then has to like think of that that day <laughs> Yep, that sounds familiar. Uh, he's yeah. phenomenal. He is, and he's the best dude. Uh, and I, I 
yeah, I often try to hang out with him, and he's just can't run. Mm-hmm. Got to do it. So, uh, but I don't know if you've seen his his jacket that someone made a patch for him. His two favorite things are sandwiches and hockey. And nice. someone made a patch for his jacket that just says sandwiches and hockey. And uh, so, uh, like, asking people, if you're forced to put a patch like that on your jacket, what are your two things going to be? Ooh. If I was for, what would be the two things that are on there? Also, what would be the scenario that someone's forcing you to put a <laughs> patch on your jacket? Although that'd be cool, though, because it really is for your own good. Yeah. Uh, the first thing would probably be a deck of cards. All right. And then the other thing would probably... It's, it's actually words, though. Keep that in mind. Oh, so it I mean, says you it. could have it say a deck. I literally thought like two you. images oh, like, no, right no. next has, to yeah, each other. Yeah, it's literally the words. Oh, okay. So it says. So it says what his is what? Uh, hockey and sandwiches. Hockey and sandwiches. Um, mine would probably be friends and sunsets. Ooh, look at you. Yes, yeah. those are the best, man. Or you know, another one, great one would be sunsets and root beer. Dude, I love I it, root beer. I, almost anybody, I think you're the first person to put a drink in, but I feel like almost everybody has put a food item in. So. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that uh, root beer. Or, yeah, like, to me, there's just nothing fucking better than a sunset. And I, so much so that I, I, I don't try to, like, speak negatively about many things, but I fucking hate sunrises. <laughs> Why? They're the worst, man. <laughs> Sunrises are the worst fucking thing. <laughs> Explain, please. I'm a night I'm a night owl. I love uh-huh. night. Uh-huh. So whatever great fucking time you were just having, sun's up, it's over. Night's over, motherfuckers. Night's over. Everybody get out. Or like you had a great time and you, you stumble into your place at like four forty five at night. But by the time you get into your bed and you're you've eaten pizza and you're laying down and then you just start hearing like and you look, and, like, the light blue hue is starting to come across the sky, and you're like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I just, but, like, the sun going down is, like, every, any, whole, anything's possible. It's nighttime. <laughs> like, I know this isn't, I know what I'm saying. I'm self-aware to know that, like, what I'm saying is only opinionated and not factual. <laughs> but I just fucking hate sunrises. <laughs> I've, my best friend and I, Bradford Wilson, have argued ad nauseum about this because he loves sunrises. I've never heard anyone say I just have never been sunrises. in a sunrise where I weren't like, fuck, what the fuck am I doing? I think I'm just normally asleep for them, so it doesn't really affect me too yeah, much. Yeah, so who gives a shit? Yeah. Sunsets, you're like, it's gorgeous. You, on Instagram, how many sunrise pictures do you see? A lot. Stop. No, oh, sunrise. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sunset. Yes, yeah, sunsets yeah. all over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Touche. One of the best places in Rochelle, Illinois, Sunset Liquors. <laughs> Attached to Sunset Bar. Yeah. So, yeah. And actually, but the people who hate L.A. that we were referring to earlier, I have a feeling they're all hanging out on Sunset. <laughs> That's true as well. And there's parts of it are okay, but don't go to the Strip. Yeah. Come on. No. Uh, yeah. So maybe like Sunsets and Root Beer. All right. I like that. Yeah. I, I like think that, that if anybody who's a close friend of mine would be like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> But if, out of that, I don't want it to imply that I'm alone. <laughs> I kind of feel like no matter what you put on a jacket like that, it's going to come. Do you have tattoos? I, I know you want to wrap this up. But no, it's fine. It's also kind of Christmassy. I want to get tattoos. I think until I either like 
realize that acting isn't going to work for me or I become big enough that it doesn't matter. I'm, I won't, I can't get any. Cause uh-huh. look at me. I'm never the guy you call the tattoo guy. Right. Like even with them, you'd be like, that's one of those dudes who looks weird with tattoos. <laughs> uh, but I've always wanted to get one of my favorite quotes of all time is from it's a wonderful life. And no man is a failure who has friends. And so like that to me is something that I live by. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe friends and root beer, friends and sunsets. Then everybody think it's uh, the TV show. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, especially because I accidentally did it in that font. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, so, yeah, so we've learned that you love sad Christmas. You love a good cry. And oh. you love or hate sunrises. Yeah, my family. You know, it's part of it, too. It's part of, like, my one-man show. I do, uh, I do every, I do a one-man trailer for It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah. Where I go through it, I go through it all. It's nice. like, ah, uh, no, 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 no. You know, listen to me. I want a, I want a big one. Hold it. You know who that is? George Bailey, the same one. <laughs> and then I go through like the whole, whole deal. When he sees Mary, here's the thing. I'm gonna blow your mind right now. You've never seen it. Yeah, as a big, as this has come up several times on here. Everybody gets How? mad at me. I don't know. It's just you know those. Everybody, do you have those movies that like everyone has seen, but somehow you've just avoided it your whole life, and it's not even intentional? I, I don't probably. Cause I, I just like watched I Chinatown for the first time like a week. ago. I watched that for the first time a few years ago, I, and I only did it one. I heard it was great, but I only did it because I wanted to then watch Roger Rabbit and see how similar <laughs> they're supposed to be, like how it's like a spun out of that or really yeah. inspired by it. Um, see, I'm sure there's some out there, but It's a Wonderful Life is a classic, man. I know. There's a lot of classics that have just snuck by me. Could I, if I arrange a screening of it, would you watch it, or do you want to keep avoiding it? No, it, like I said, it's not an intentional thing. It just just hasn't happened. Uh, obviously, we've noted that I I enjoy a good cry, but there's probably like four or five times in that movie where you tear up. And yeah. there's a part that I almost gave away. I'm not going to say, but there's a part that like, yeah, if that's acting, I'm I'm never going to achieve it because it's <laughs> it seems so real. The way he feels. It's good, man. It's really, really good. I'll get there someday. I feel like it's part of my duty now, you know? Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I just get, like, incredibly offended by you. I walk (laughs) out. (laughs) I I made Matt Gorley very upset when he did this because I, uh, again, much as I love Christmas, I don't feel the need to have a real tree. I don't either. All right, good. Glad we agree on that. It seems like more of a hassle. I'll be honest with you. I don't even need a tree. Mm, see, I need the tree, but people. it doesn't have to be real. All I need are the people. Yeah. And alcohol. <laughs> and the decorations. Yeah. I get sucked up in the decorations a bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like uh, I, I'm sorry if I, if I may slightly James Lipton you for a moment. That's fine. I just feel like the same, the same jacket question. Yeah. What do you think Mark Wahlberg would get on that jacket? Uh, let's see. Uh, he would probably say, uh, let's see here, dude. You want me to fucking tell you? <laughs> I get two fucking words. Two. That's easy, dude. Protein and cardio. <laughs> what else do you fucking need? I, I can't name two things that are better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless you're fucking Donnie, then I suppose it's probably like help and a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Well, we gotta we gotta stop on that. I think. Is Thanks, there, is there anything you want to? Uh, got any plugs you want to throw out? Yeah, there? you know what? I hope I'm the first person who's done this. You can follow me, uh, Daniel Van Kirk, on Periscope. I don't know what that is. Stop. I don't know what that is. You are going to. You know what Meerkat is? I yeah, I haven't checked it out, but I know what Pier- it is. Periscope is Twitter's version, and people okay. are going nuts for it. Okay, I literally yeah. Like if you wanted to, you mount your phone right here, and people could have watched this whole podcast live. Yeah. Uh, so follow me, Daniel Van Kirk on Periscope. Uh, same Daniel Van Kirk on Twitter, Daniel Van Kirk on Instagram, Daniel Van Kirk on Facebook. I think it's probably Dan Van Kirk on MySpace. That's still out there. <laughs> I have not shut it down. I hope to someday figure out how to open it. And as many times as I've plugged it on podcasts, there's a whole bunch of messages <laughs> from people saying like, Hey man, whenever you open this fucking time capsule, loved you up in Portland for Douglas movies. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Oh, and then I guess I do a lot of shows. You can uh, check me out. I'm sorry for this, but you can check me out. Uh, Sclarbro County, that comes out every Tuesday on Earwolf with me and the Sklar Brothers and great guests, which I would love to have you on if you'd I be interested. i be thrilled to do it. Uh, then I also have a podcast that I do myself called Hindsight, and that's on the Steve Dahl Network. It's based out of Chicago. You can get it anywhere. It's a subscription-based network, but we, we give a big chunk for free. And um, that show is just Hindsight with Daniel Van Kirk. Another show I'd love to have you on. Uh, I have a guest on. They bring three photos from various chapters of their lives, and then we just talk about the context of your life when that photo was taken. Oh, nice. I like that. And then it drops with the show. People, When I first told people that, they're like, you're doing a picture-based podcast? I said, yeah, but the really fun thing is, is that people listen to the show and then envision the pictures in their mind and then go get to see them because uh-huh. or they do it vice versa they look at the picture and be like oh i can't wait to see how this guy defends that haircut yeah. or whatever I so like that idea yeah, yeah so that's, that's called that's called hindsight with daniel van kirk and then every other month i do a live show it's usually the first tuesday of the month at eight thirty at ucb sunset called the Wahlberg solution and it's politically incorrect if it was hosted by mark Wahlberg, joined by his quote-unquote celebrity uh, friends and that drops on Earwolf as well and that drops in the Sclarborough County slash country feed so if you subscribe to Sclarborough County you'll automatically download and get to listen to the Wahlberg Solution other than that just catch me around town and doing comedy and doing shows and doing characters Boom. that's it yeah. nice yeah thanks for Dude, having me on thanks so man. much for coming by and doing it Thank I appreciate you. it it's nice to I get extra excited when someone is a, a lover of Christmas oh thanks yeah, yeah thank you alright man that's it Hey everybody, Tony Faxon here from Felice Navipod. I'm here to tell you about Downright.com. Are you familiar with it? You should be. It's a great website where you can go and you can buy a custom written song for you, whatever you want it to be. Artists like me are on there. Guys like Chris Farron are on there. So go buy a song, D-O-W-N-W-R-I-T-E.com. And here's my promise. If you buy a song from me on Downright.com, I promise it'll be all right that's gonna do it again for another Felice Navipod uh, th- again thank you for bearing with me on those couple of weeks we had off I think this was a fun one to come back to and I've got some more in the can and my never mind uh, 
you know the plugs. Daniel gave you his already. Uh, you know mine. I'm at Tony Thaxton. Shows at Felice Navi Pod. Uh, and send us an email, FeliceNavipod at gmail.com. Uh, give us, share those Christmas memories if you have any. If you have any particularly good, weird ones or bad ones, you know. And, or if you know of any particularly terrible uh, Christmas songs, send those my way also. I would love to hear from you. Um, also, a reminder of my other podcast, You Two Talking, You Two to Me Too, Yes, with the America's Plus One, Todd Cooper. Uh, that's on iTunes, and that's about it. Uh, uh, hey, check out a piece I just wrote on the yearbook office. That's uh, theyearbookoffice.com. May not, may or may not have the word the in there. I should check these things first, but you know what? Why would I do that? Um, also, if you live in Los Angeles, guess what? May 9th, I'm going to be playing drums with our pal Allison Weiss, former guest of the show, current friend of the show. Uh, so yeah, she's going to be playing at the Roxy May 9th, and uh, I'm going to be playing with her that night. So come on out to that if you can. I think that's it, other than letting you know to please subscribe to the show, uh, leave us a nice review on iTunes, you know the drill. Uh, and the only other thing besides that is to let you know Christmas is December 25th. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I have been Tony Thaxton, and that has been Rigby. And as always, we wish you a Merry Christmas from Felicity.